the Shaq Master! I told you. Oh, God. You just gotta keep living, man. L I V I N. It's showtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to P3 Radio. I'm your host, Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, man? Another week, another uh, adventure. Yeah, I mean, this is our first week with an active soundboard that actually works the way it's supposed to. I feel big time. Yeah, I mean, we actually have as much stuff here as we were talking about earlier that a real radio station has. Not only that, you hear the music fading out? I didn't have to do that. It just did it automatically, thanks to this setup. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. And who's the radio station bringing it to you? PG3 Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we now have an instant playback machine. An so instant we, gratification yeah, machine. you know, like... Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. So we can do that throughout the show. Uh, this is going to make it easier for us to do like Facebook Live stuff when we want to have song competitions or, you know, name that tune or if we want to play music that you guys can hear while we're doing a live show. We've got it. We've got and, it now. you know, like I was saying, that would have really helped with the Brian interview, you know, just like playing his song and then him being able to hear the Roethlisberger thing. Right. Well, I mean, killing, kind of killing the magic of magic of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> they um, During the whole Brian Christopher interview and other interviews we've done, the videos we played on here through YouTube, the person on the phone could not hear. Uh, and that was because we just did not have the setup right, and they just couldn't hear it. Well, now they can hear it. We can play the videos through our uh, our, our iPad here and... Make Is that our through. iPad? That's, well, I mean, I'm going to take it home when I leave. Stop for the rest. So this is going to air after Black Time Boxing. After Black Time Boxing. Yeah, this will be after Black Time Boxing. I had a blast. It was it was fun. It was a lot of blood shed. That one guy lost a lot of blood. Did you see that? Oh the my one, god! The one that got hit in the head and. His children was crying by the ringside. It was just great. It's a little morbid. <laughs> I don't know if it happens. I'm going to be very disappointed. Like, oh, God. You're going to have to look. i going to use that talent for the lottery or something. I don't you're know. You're going to have to look the kids in their <laughs> eyes when you go back to announce again. It's like, yes, and another. All right. Ladies great. and gentlemen, next up, we have another great fight. We hopefully. Ladies and gentlemen, next up, we have crying little blind children. <laughs> No, 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 uh, 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 whatever the guy's name is. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this will be airing after Black Time Boxing, uh, which is usually a great event, so I'm assuming that it was a success, a smashing success like it always is. And um, we will be going into week 20 of the podcast. 20. 20, yeah. Yeah, 20. Week 20, we're already a week Two weeks into the new year, Josh. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I'm doing great on my uh, my diet now. Uh, you know, really committed myself. Oh yeah. To uh, you know, just trying to do the the straight and narrow 
type life, uh, counting carbs and uh, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so it's working out for you? Yeah, these first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't been crazy with cravings or oh, anything? Oh, no. It's been, it's been easy peasy. Wow. That's, uh, well, I've gained 10 extra pounds. <laughs> but I'm doing I, a little wishful thinking. Yeah. But I, I am for real, man. I, I really would like to try to buckle down and, you know, live a little better hey, than Hey, does this I suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. That seemed appropriate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've got to do something, man. You know, I, I get in those little kicks every once in a while where I gain weight and lose weight and lose weight and lose a lot of weight. And then I'll slowly start gaining it back. Well, since we started working on this house, yeah, that's the way it's been. It's been just slowly gain weight, slowly gain weight. And I'm back to where I was before I started losing weight last, like, two years ago, three years ago. And I've got to do something. And it's all diet. I mean, yeah, 90% of what you do is it's diet related. So, But it's kind of like, um, you know how we were talking about, you know, in relationships when you you know, open Pandora's box, it's hard to close it. Right. Same applies to quesadillas. Oh, yeah. Taco Bell. Oh, my God. Late night Taco Bell. There's nothing. Some dang quesadillas, Napoleon. <laughs> There's nothing better than Taco Bell trips on weekends at like one in the morning right before they close. Because sometimes they'll give you extra food, too. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we made like 27 tacos and... Just gonna go ahead and give it to you. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I need this." Yeah, Taco Bell is magical, but yeah. to be honest with you, man, we're kind of at the age now where it really starts to matter. Oh yeah, we're we're close to death. Uh, well, we're a lot closer than we are to birth. Yeah, that's for damn sure. P three Radio bringing you all the sad news. Like we're gonna die, and you're gonna die too. And knowing is half the battle. Pr <laughs> Joe. PG-3 Radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we got a lot of topics to cover today, I think. Josh has wrote down a bunch of stuff. I've written down a few things, and uh, we're going to go from there. We're going to see uh, what Josh has in store for us. But we only have one commercial break this week, which reminds me, I've got to get on the ball to try to try to talk some sponsors into getting on board with this show because I think we are at that 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 start of something. Yeah. And I, if things go the way I think they should the next couple weeks, things could really start picking up for the podcast. Now that we have our studio, that was one. The next thing was our, was our actual setup. We have a soundboard. We have everything set up the way we should. Um, there's no more. You don't hear me clicking on a keyboard anymore. You don't hear me clicking on a mouse because things are kind of mellowed out. They're smoother. And that was step two. Now, step three is going to be the next chapter, which is getting on iTunes and getting on podcasts, uh, downloadable podcast apps to where you could just pick us up there. And I think that'll be great. I think, Josh, I think once we make that step, that transition, I think things are really going to pick up for us. At least as far as the uh, hits per per show, you know, aspect of it. Right. And I think, you know, once more people, you know, get the word or whatever, I think it, it will start picking up. Because I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not the type of guy to go in, you know, to uh, message boards and forums and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, just give shameless plugs. Just more truck stops, right? 
Well, you know what I mean. I mean, you're not going to go on uh, F4W's message board and be like, oh, yeah, uh, screw what you guys are talking about. Uh, right. Find us on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's one thing, too. Like, we've had this discussion before, and uh, my buddy, our buddy Chris Peterson was in town recently, and uh, he he listens to the show a lot. Big big props to Chris Peterson down there in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. And he told us, he said uh, – what would you, he goes, you know, one thing that might be hurting you, he goes, which it's not a big deal for me because I love it, but one thing that might be hurting you is you don't have a, just a path. You don't have that one set genre. And I said, me and Josh were actually talking about that the other day. It was like, if you were to describe our show. Just how, to a stranger, to how, a stra- how would you? How would you do it? And I was like, it's a good question. But the thing is, I love that about our show. We don't. I've always hated that radio stations play one type of music. It's either country, it's either rap, it's either rock and roll, it's either oldies. There's no radio station. Well, there there is, but there's no radio station that just skips genres like that. There's no country rap, you know, R&B, you know, station. It's all like one one thing or nothing, which I've always hated. So I don't like to kind of put now, it, like I said, it might be hurting us that we don't talk all about wrestling or we don't all talk about this or this one thing, but I kind of like our show like this. So pretty much we're bona fide bullshit artists. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> one thing I, we can talk about later, you know, while we're at a pause, um, is the, um, the one thing I want to do is I want to do like in times that we don't have a lot of stuff going on like on Saturdays when you're able to get over here early and we got a lot of things going on, is us to do little videos like quick hits. And it could be over like old wrestling shows. It could be whatever. Uh, we have screen grab technology where we can watch YouTube and comment over it. Well, that's what we need to do. So that's, we will. You know, you remember in the beginning I, I said that's one of the things I wanted to try to do was get that going of the, you know, the stuff like we used to do with the karaoke machine and the VCR you know, us commentate on stuff, us, you know. And 90% of it was ad-libbed and, and I love that. just off the cuff, which was great. It kept you on your toes. And we have the convenience of if it ain't good, we can just scrap it, you know. I mean, we don't have to put it out there. Right. We have more than enough usable stuff to get us through two weeks. Now, when I say that, I did kind of have a freak out moment and say, hey, can you be over here today so we can record a bunch of stuff so you don't have to try to be over here on New Year's Eve. If you wanted to be over here on New Year's Eve, that's fine. I just don't know what we would do. I mean, most people want to be with their families. Sometimes, I don't know why. Well, maybe you should be going and getting a uh, upper GI or something. Well, I mean, I don't know why, and we've talked about this before. I don't know why that as soon as we start these these microphones, it's like we have to burp constantly. It's like, hi, welcome to the show. I'm Richard Muck. Jesus. I'm Richard Muck and joined by my co- co-host and best friend. It's, it's, it's nonstop from the time we start. It's like if we're ever gassy, like if we have a buildup, just come over and let's start podcasting. Yeah. We'll burp and, I mean. It's the uh, the gas sex of the podcast. So world. if you have a baby that, that's newly born that is just having colic or gas problems, don't buy him gas sex. Just come over here. Put him on the radio with us. We'll, we'll get that baby burped in no time. <laughs> I feel like out of context, though. That sounds bad. We'll get that baby burped in no time. <laughs> P3. PG3 Radio. <laughs> well, all right, guys. 
We have rambled on for a good 12 minutes here. So I think it's time we took a break, Josh. So we only have one sponsor, so who are we going to hear from? Black tie and boxing. Nope. <laughs> Don't fit. I'm going to have to buy new clothes. Don't drive to the mall. Take a trip down to 51 South Creek Drive in Jackson. See Matt Hoover and the gang at Maximum Health and Fitness. They will not only whip you back into shape, they will keep you in the clothes that you already own. Well, what are my options? Do I have a way to just kind of dip my toe in? Mention this podcast and you will receive a free trial membership. Well, that's it. Enough is enough. I'm heading there right now. Maximum Health and Fitness. 51 South Creek Drive in Jackson. And we are back for some more P3 Radio. Hey, Richard, you, uh, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I thought you said you had something you wanted to talk about. Well, I mean, obviously. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. Um, this is something that you probably know as well as I do. You lay anything out in the middle of the street or on the side of the road here in our small town of Bemis, Tennessee... It's going to get picked up, and we're not talking about we're not talking about your garbage collection people. We're not talking about the people that are supposed to pick it up. We're talking about scavengers, oh, especially yeah. if it's got metal in it. You lay something out there with metal in it, it's gone. When I bring this up because you know as well as I do, we've been working on this house. I've talked about it ad nauseum, so I'll stop and I'll shut up about it. But we've been working on this house for a while, and we take things out to the to the street all the time. You know, it's old materials, it's old uh, wood, it's old metal, stuff that we don't use in this house, we don't need. We've torn a lot of stuff out. A lot of the house innards. And yeah, and I mean, you would set it in nice stacked up piles, and you'd go back out, and it would be just destroyed. Like, you could see where people have went through it, just to try to kind of check to see... Who are they throwing away anything good that we can make some money off of? What's going on here? Like a freaking rat scrounging through a pantry or right. something. So the other day, you know, I noticed there was this guy that pulls up. We threw out some old pipes. We're talking like not metal pipes. We're talking about normal, everyday PVC plastic pipe. I don't know what he was going to do with it, but we threw that out along with some other things, and we had thrown some stuff on top of the pipes. We go like I walk out the back door, and I see it's got stuff all like all over the place and i'm like what the heck's going on well this guy's got his truck up and he's loading up things and he's loading up pipe and old pieces of wood and stuff like that so i'm like that's weird well a couple days later i see him trying to load this old air conditioning unit into the back of his car or back of his truck sorry and a couple days later i see him you know he's everywhere it's like this is one guy he just travels around picking up stuff well I, something you know it's been raining a lot lately and for some reason we have an area right in front of our house that i'm gonna have to fix but we have this area that collects water right at the front step so i was sitting there going i gotta get rid of this water so i, I was like oh, okay i can go get one of these brooms that i threw out the other day out on the side of the road i was like oh there's one out there we used it with something it ruined the broom and i was like okay well i'll just go get that I go and go out there to look for it. I can't find the broom. I'm like, where's the broom? Oh, there's the broom head. This guy's this guy took the broom handles, <laughs> the metal broom <laughs> handles off the broom and left the brooms. Like left the broom heads. 
Who like, does that? I don't. I don't know. I've, I've never been that hard up for money, and I don't even know where you would take this stuff. Where would you take it? Well, I mean, it's that guy personally is probably just like a freaking hoarder or something because there's nowhere you're going to take a broom handle and make any kind of money well, off it was of a, it. It was an aluminum broom handle, but I mean, well, there's your answer right there. I mean, what? What's? I don't know what that is. Aluminum. Answer. Yeah, I mean, I know what it is. I know he's trying to recycle the metal, but still, I mean. You couldn't get but maybe like ten cents out of that, right? Oh, right. But I mean, if you got like a thousand broom handles, I mean, you got a little bit of money there. There's no telling how much he's got collected at his house and stuff. There's this one guy that I pass going uh, down Lower Brownsville Road to work every morning, and this guy, he has, he usually keeps a trailer just sitting beside his house. Right. And any day you go by, there may be four or five dryers on there, you know, a couple refrigerators, a bunch of ductwork that's been stripped out of an old house, <laughs> anything that's metal. And usually the trailer is only sitting there for about a week with the same stuff on it. So he's driving around all day just putting crap on there. And, you know. When he gets a full trailer, he takes it and dumps it, gets right. money out of it. I mean, it, you know, you're only going to get maybe at the most, uh, you know, on a really good day, a couple hundred bucks. But, I mean, you do that a few times a week and you got a little job going on. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, do you have to pay taxes on that? Well, it's probably one of them gray areas because there is a guy that actually has an LLC. You know, it's wrote on the truck that he drives around collecting all this shit. Shit but collector LLC. No, no, no. It's a, um, it's a younger guy, you know, maybe 10 years younger than us. But he's got a little little uniform that he wears, but it's just him. And he's got huh. – uh, it's like an old trash compactor truck, like, you know, like a, one of them private ones or right. something, you know, from like three-way or something. Yeah. But uh, he drives that around, and I've seen him out there when I've took – you know, taking cans and stuff, and he does pretty good as far See, as money. We used to do that too when I was when I was little. We'd take cans and take them up to the place to recycle them. Yeah, but I don't even know where you would go. I don't. I don't have a clue where you would go to do it. It's uh, well, the one everybody goes to around here is uh, Dudley's Recycles Recyclables or whatever. But uh, there's uh, your free plug, Dudley's no, no, Recyclables. No, no, no. He needs it because he gets arrested <laughs> so much. <laughs> You know, there's we'll no telling how many fines <laughs> he's paid on. Within the last year, I've seen him in the mug shots five, six times. All right. So, for, uh, reputable DUI. business there. DUI. Oh, I'm going to have to uh, edit out so much stuff just to keep our legal troubles up. Fuck them. <laughs> he doesn't have the money to sue anybody. He's too so, busy paying off all his freaking fines. <laughs> <laughs> you let me get five more aluminum cans in here, your ass is sued. <laughs> Oh, and he's a prick, too, because any time I've ever taken my cans, he's the reason I don't take my cans down there anymore, because he's such a smart ass, you know, that I, I would rather just throw the shit away in the garbage than, you know, deal with his attitude and the 10 bucks that he gives me. <laughs> you got to send him a picture of you throwing it in the trash with one of those faces like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I would Dr. love to. Dr. Pepper can in the trash. How about that? Boom shakalaka. That's bitch. five cents you could have had. <laughs> <laughs> you think he like? You think he like keeps some of the cans? You know, just oh, dude, I guarantee you, he's not keeping any of the any of the stuff like that. He's probably you know like scrapping cars and stuff and not paying you know something shady like that. But like aluminum and copper, copper especially. 
He's probably yeah. doing the straight path on that. That yeah. shit's serious, man. You take copper up there, you have a seven-day waiting period. Yeah. Seven days. I mean, just so they can check around, make sure there's not any kind of shadiness with copper stealing well, going you, on. You know, I like when we were getting this house rewired and getting everything fixed with this house, we had our friend that was an electrician said that there was one day that when copper was at an all-time high, yeah, they were rewiring this whole brand new house uh, or this brand new subdivision, and they rewired the whole thing, got it roughed in. They didn't get the outlets and everything installed. Took them all day to do it, and they come back the next day, and every piece of wire had been stripped out of the house. Oh like yeah, they ripped it all out, and they it was just people selling the copper. And he's like, "We were so pissed off, we had to go back and do it again." It was just people were so broke at the time, they just wanted to sell the copper. So I'm wondering if, like, if they give you that holding period just so they see if anything pops up in the news. Well, that, that is what the holding period is for because when they when they instilled that, that law or the rule or whatever, I was, you know, I was still in plumbing. And a lot of times we would just save scraps, you know. The boss told us, I mean, as long as it's not anything over a foot, just put it in the truck and you can have it. You know, as long as it's not over a foot. And <laughs> so we, you got one guy out there just I, I'm, I'm back there <laughs> cutting all the 15-inch pieces with my cutters, throwing them in the back truck. But anyways. What uh, happened to all the supplies, Bradley? I don't know. Why are I mean, you wearing all gold chain, brother? What do you want me to do? <laughs> Anyhow. Um, 11 inches and 11, 11 and three point. quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody marked them all, too. I see the Sharpie print. <laughs> Oh, me. Yeah. But, but, I mean, the statute of limitations, even if I did do something, yeah. it would be gone by now, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But either way, um, I remember, you know, going from getting the money right then, and then the guy, he just pops it on us one day. Yeah, it's your seven-day waiting period. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he told us about the little law or whatever. And at that time... I remember we would go on jobs in Memphis and stuff, and there was uh, plumbers down there that said, you know, they they sometimes they would plumb whole subdivisions, and they would come back the next day, and all of their stub ups out of the concrete slabs, right, would be broke to the concrete, you know, just of copper. They would go in and you know snap all that anything that they could get, you know, within a, a snap's reach, you know. I just. I couldn't imagine living that kind of life to where whatever you do, you always got to be looking over your shoulder because it's something wrong. You right. know what I mean? Right. Just the stress, the mental stress on that would just be horrible. Yeah, I couldn't think, I couldn't, like, it's, it's, let me try that again. I, you know, you watch these mob movies and it's like we've glorified mob life almost, but. In reality, you would not want the stress of working with the mob. Oh, like God, no. Being no, in the no. mafia? I mean, only if you were plugged in so good that nobody could touch you. But even then... Somebody could always touch well, you. Well, you know what I mean. Right. Even then, you have to look, even when you're at the grocery store, wherever, because it could be your life, you know, at that point. Yeah, you're always looking over your shoulder. There's no, There's no waiting it out. There's no... Oh, this might blow over. We'll we'll be okay, right? <laughs> Freaking two-leg Tony's always going to be looking for you. <laughs> right. He's always going to be wanting to shoot your Adam's apple out. I always think of that uh, part in uh, Joe Dirt 
where they're sitting there basically and uh, sorry, lost train of thought for a second. Oh, you know what I think of when I hear Joe Dirt? What? Joe Dirte? Oh, or your his balls are frozen <laughs> to the porch. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I always think of Joe Dirt when I think about the witness protection program because you had uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. not here. From, from from Kansas, you know, like I'm uh, from Kansas. Yeah, I don't know why I slipped into John Travolta there from from Kansas. You know, I don't know why I couldn't do John Travolta there when I was trying. Kansas, Kansas, you're not here from Kansas. I don't know, I'm gonna I stop spend trying. thirty minutes on my hair, and then you have to hit it. Here's the thing: like, I feel like I do pretty decent impressions in life in general, but like when we're doing these podcasts, when I'm on the spot, I feel like I can't do them. Like, like somebody's grabbing your ball bag and squeezing yeah, it. Yeah, like I'm like distracted or something. <laughs> Quit grab my ball bag well, when I'm trying to do these. Guys. You know, uh, <laughs> when you're on, when you're on the square and it's kind of all the eyes are on you, so to speak. You yeah, kinda, all sixteen of them. No, well, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Even <laughs> if you're doing an impression for one guy at work, right? You still feel on the spot. It's like uh, it's Even an art. It's, 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 it's a true art to be able to just let go. And be yourself right. all the time. Be on fire all the time. You know, I think, honestly, that's something that, that is not respected enough in uh, wrestling or movies or whatever is the ability to turn it on right. and shut out all the bullshit well, and, and, and be on. You know? If everybody could do it, everybody would be millionaires. Right. And it wouldn't be special if everybody could do it. So, actually, re- retract what I just said. If everybody could do it, no one would make money at it. Right. Uh, because it wouldn't be that special. But it is a hard thing to do. Like, one thing that I've been so aware of, because, you know, I edit this show, and I'll sit here and listen to myself, and one thing that I've been working on is trying to get rid of crutches. I've, I've got a crutch. My crutch is that sometimes I pause like this when I don't know exactly what I'm going to say next. And the other thing is I um say um a lot. Now, not as much as some of the people we've interviewed, but <laughs> a lot of times I say, um, you know, and there was this um, thing, and I've been trying to rid myself of saying that. So, like, sometimes I have that conscious effort. Don't say, um, don't take a long time to say what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say, but don't rush it out. Don't be like, RJDLP, they're ready. We got this thing, and, <laughs> you know, we're not going to do that. But, but, dude, when you're in the bubble, it's hard to see. It was like I, like we were talking about, well, through text messaging, but I thought last week's show was a stink bomb. Do you understand me? When you left here? Like when we were recording it? Yeah. Are you are you just saying you didn't no, like the it? No, whole, the whole time we were recording. So episode 18, not episode 19. I mean, seriously, yeah. I thought it was a total stink bomb the whole way through. It was awful. We just wasted two hours. Yeah, when listen we were, to it today. It was awesome. Yeah, when we were doing episode, I had 18, to stop it just to laugh at one point well, because it was so funny. <laughs> when we were doing episode eighteen, like I remember, we had just come off like it was like a week after we had did the episode sixteen, and episode sixteen might have been my favorite. It was the Red Sovine episode. Oh yeah, and I. I promote the Red Sovine episode over everything. And you know what's funny? We got hit with a copyright on that, but it wasn't for Red Sovine. It was for Basket Case Green Day that they have never picked up until I actually said a couple weeks ago, why haven't they picked up Green Day's Basket Case on our intro? 
God damn you, NSA, <laughs> and your spying tactics informing Google. So at least one person on the NSA is listening to our podcast. You Maybe know? they're a fan. Can you imagine the guy that gets that job title? All right, Johnson. Yes, sir. You're going to be listening to P3 Radio again this week. <laughs> damn it, sir. I didn't sign up for this to be my job description. Johnson. Yes, sir. Shut your damn mouth and get in there and listen to it. Yes, sir. It's a matter of national damn security, son. And then he has to listen to us talk about dick jokes and ramble for two hours. And cripples. <laughs> Are they talking about fucking red sovan again? Mouth condoms. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That was awful, but it was awfully funny. I I actually liked the part where we were talking about, you know, it was like blocking things with his feet. <laughs> like a kung fu man. How'd you even get in here? We have a complicated doorknob system. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an expert with his big toe. <laughs> he can he do old English writing with his toes. <laughs> do you ever listen to some of our old shows and go, I'd love to be able to add this thought that I just had in. All the time. Like, I listen back to our shows and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have said that. Because when you're in the moment, like we were just talking about, when you're in the moment, it's always a little different. It's always slightly different when you're in the moment and you're coming up with things on the fly. It's like you take yourself out of it. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's you're so focused on the task at hand. It's kind of like when you're in a wrestling match, everything seems like, like it, it's a lot faster or, or whatever. You know what I mean? You're going right. right. It's just it's hard being in the moment because everything is totally different than, than what people see to what you see. Yeah, it's all I, perception. And it, the funny thing is, I usually thrive in those moments. But the problem is, it's like when we're in like this room together right now. Most of the times, we can't look right at each right at each other's face. We have to look you know, like towards the towards the front so we get picked up by the microphone. So it's kind of like we're performing for ourselves, which feels kind of silly at times. I don't feel silly at all. Well, I don't feel silly, but it's just like, like sometimes when I'm sitting here, and that's another thing, I've got to stop saying like so much, but <laughs> when I'm sitting here and I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you, it's it's not a natural feeling because I'm sitting here in front of a microphone talking to you through a windscreen, you know? It's speaking of witness protection program and NSA. It's literally like you're aware that somebody's listening in, right? You know that. that, that well, I mean, we're doing a podcast. Well, I know. So I, I understand that, in. but I, that's the. I'm trying to relate it, make it more relatable. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, at this point, like no. Do you know how long it's been in? since I've typed the word "bomb" in my phone to a text message or whatever? No, how? I, I, I won't even if say. If you know, it's kind of crazy. That was the bomb? I won't even say that. Really? Really? That is a a. Uh, Do you a have an underground bunker word. that has like six months worth of supplies in it? No, I mean, if I had the money, maybe. <laughs> but if yeah. I had the money, I'd prepare for this apocalypse. that's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna happen. Well, you, I mean, you never know. You're not promised tomorrow. No, nobody is. So why prepare for it? Oh, yeah, fuck it. Retirement. <laughs> oh, hell. I mean, you know, why prepare? Why? You don't know you're going to be alive. I'm going to spend the shit out of this money. <laughs> what the hell, Richard? Well, I mean, I was just kind of. Just like, I get you know, it. whenever I, I was, you press, you just press play. Right. And, and we have zero in mind. 
it's usually not as good a show as if we got some kind of outline yeah. going on. You know what right. I mean? Same thing in life. If you prepare, you know, you will. Uh, I don't know, man. All of our good shows that we've had that I thought have been a great show have just spontaneously came about. So you you had you didn't have Red Savine in mind? No. At all? We had talked about, like, maybe doing a Red Savine show. Like, like I'd sent you a message. Like, you remember that song, Teddy Bear? Yeah, that was kind of depressing. We ought to do a show about that sometime. And that was it. And then one day we were talking about talking on the radio. And you were like, no, it's like a CB radio. And it sparked in my mind, oh. CB radio. CB radio. Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. <laughs> Molestation, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, that was a, a underground network of a molestation. <laughs> 18 truckers lined up around the block. And you know, another thing about that, why didn't anybody call the police when right. there were so many 18-wheelers in the neighborhood? Like, Martha, yeah, you know that little cripple boy you got? Did he order some stuff online? <laughs> because there's like a lot of UPS drivers. He keeps going in one cab <laughs> and the other one will wheel him to the other truck. And then he'll go on down the line. I don't think he's going willingly. <laughs> I think he's playing with them or something. <laughs> you Apparently. remember like like grandmas, it was always this, the god-awfulest worst right. that could ever have. They probably got him in there diddling with him by now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you should have been there 10 minutes ago, I guess. He might not have got snatched up. You was with him. <laughs> my favorite was knocked in the head. Yeah, somebody, somebody's knock ra- you in the head. Everybody's going around knocking the hell out of people <laughs> just for the, you know. You never hear that on the news. Uh, tragedy struck tonight as three people were robbed. They were knocked in the head and taken <laughs> all of their money and possessions. Police say that they were going to confirm that these people were knocked in the head before they opened an investigation. There's some guy like. Like freaking old school Irish thug, like Finley oh, going around. Oh, we got to knock him in with the, the head. Damn shillelagh, just beating the, head. <laughs> knocking him in the head. Well, that was Taking my grandmother's. That was my grandmother's go-to thing when we were kids. It's like somebody's gonna knock you in the head and take your money. You better make sure you got it put up. Well, if they knock me in the head, it doesn't matter where I have it put unless they're gonna check everywhere. So you're telling me to put it in my anus, basically. You better put that five in put your butthole. Put it in that coin purse, Richard Lee. If you don't put that $5 bill in your butthole, somebody's going to talk, knock you in the head and take it. <laughs> this is weird. Is this what all my Christmas gifts You ever Christmas got paper cards? cut on your butthole? Yeah. <laughs> is this what all my Christmas money smells like ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've rambled for a pretty good bit here, so we're going to take a pause right now. We don't have a commercial to go to. Unless we do, we might have a commercial that pops up between now and then, and then you'll hear my voice go to a commercial just like this. This is Keeping It Sharp, Sharpening Knives with Freddie. Today, we're going to be sharpening a Winchester knife.
It's looking good right there. stone now. This last few for good measure. That gotta cut you. This has been Keeping It Sharp Sharpening Knives with Freddie. Welcome back to P3 Radio. Josh, we like to keep it real, right? Most deaf. 100. Let me try that again. We keep Josh, it 100. Josh, we like to keep it real around here, right? <sighs> Until it goes wrong. Yeah. So here's a game that I think, realistically, we have all played as men. It's called, How Hard Can You Pee? And not the shit stain out of the toilet. <laughs> We've I'm all played tell you it. Something. We've all played it. Have we not? You haven't played it? Dude. You haven't seen the little nugget sitting in there? You're like, I can knock that off the porcelain right now with a stream. <laughs> Get it off there. <laughs> and it's almost like you'll waste time. You'll do whatever it takes to complete your task. Yep. And it's... You know, eh, screw it. It's it's treading off a little bit, hitting the wall. I'm still getting the shit stained. Yeah, yeah I'm getting it off. <laughs> Knocking that nugget off the porcelain. I mean, goodbye, and, nugget. And if there is no nugget, say if somebody leaves a lily pad of toilet paper in there, you're going to try to blast a hole through it every time. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest. Can't be right? having no lily pad. No. 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 no lily pad with feces <laughs> we're gonna blast right why are we there. talking about this i don't know i just that's awful i went to the bathroom earlier and i was trying to hurry and i was just like the pad. force the force on this pee <laughs> like that i'm forcing it out with of my body it's like better than any kind of water pump ever <laughs> like and then i thought about all the games i play sometimes in public toilets where i'm trying to 
blast the pee off the blast the crap off the urinal or blast whatever you know just trying to pee a hole through toilet paper have you have you ever just went in somewhere and like peed in a trash can or no nope. peed all over the floor and walked away or no. anything like that no i tell you when when we were in middle school right, so the what is it called the statute of limitations is up on yeah. this one so in seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember which one it was. Was it seven years for rape? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rape anybody in seventh grade. Jesus. Right, so no, seventh or eighth grade. I'm just saying, if it's seven years for rape, then good God, whatever you could have done, <laughs> you know, 20 whatever years ago, I think you're all right. <clears throat> so... We discovered that next to our lunchroom, which we had a 30-minute lunch every day, there was a bathroom. Well, one day I went into that bathroom and realized this was like one of the only areas of the school that didn't have constant supervision. This was like 1997-ish. And it was a little bathroom off the side of the cafeteria there at the West Middle School. And... I went in there one day, and I was a little bored, and I was like, well, I peed, and I dried my hands, and I took the paper towel, and I wadded it up and wetted it. I'd always seen people throw wet paper towels on the ceiling, right? I put like nine wet paper towels on the ceiling. (laughs) So this became like an everyday thing. Like every day, I'd go in there, throw a wet paper towel on the ceiling. Well, let buddies know that... Hey, go in there and look at the ceiling. This is funny. I threw a bunch of wet paper towels in there. Well, this escalated really quickly to, like, somebody going in there and, like, kicking the stall off the hinge. (laughs) Like, we're not talking about the stall door. We're talking about the whole stall that was installed and, like, mounted into the (laughs) ceiling and the floor. They just... Backed into the wall and did like a karate kid drop kick into the thing and knocked the whole stall wall off. Which, when the guy told me, he was like, yeah, I went in there and kicked the stall off. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was way too far. <laughs> We've just been throwing water water towels at the ceiling and everything. So like the next day, Mr. Boatwright, who was our assistant principal at the time at West Middle School, he was a lot like the camp counselor you would see on some of these kids shows that was not fun. He's the strict disciplinarian. He comes up to everybody in the cafeteria and he's talking on the microphone and he goes, no one will be allowed to go to the bathroom without getting a pass. There's been some damage to the bathroom and we don't know who did it and... We will not allow anyone to go to that restroom anymore. And until I was like, actually, I ended up working there. Until I ended up working there, I never went to that bathroom again. Were you scared or? Well, no, they just didn't let us in there. <laughs> you just couldn't go to the bathroom if you were in that, in you know, as a student. At this age, do you ever see yourself? tossing some lily pads up there and I mean just for one last hurrah that type of behavior or you over that I think I'm over it I don't think I am 
<laughs> I gotta have one last ride, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, go ahead and head up to school. <laughs> nah, I'm talking about just wherever I'm at, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's something to do. Well, the sound of that music means we have reached the end of another episode of E3 Radio. And if you want to find us on Facebook, how can they do that, Richard? Just type in Pop Poncho on Facebook, and you can go to YouTube and type in P3 Radio. Or on Twitter, at P3 Radio 1. Or you can go to our number, 731-300-6675. Yes, 731-300-6675. Mort. Physically go to our number. Don't dial that in. Don't text it. Don't do anything. Physically go there. Go to it. Yes. And we will see you next week here on P3 Radio for Josh Brawley. I'm Richard Mulligan saying good night.